Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. And welcome to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Lacey. And I'm Phil Thompson. Good to be with you. Steve and I have kind of taken a break for a while. We both had... uh, different vacations going on and uh, kind of forgot how to do this. Yeah. You, you know, went on vacation and I went on vacation and then you went on vacation. Yeah. And, I, and I'll probably take another vacation because <laughs> that's just the way I do things. But anyhow. All right. So I think I remember how to do this podcast. Thanks folks for being with us. We're a company called JSL Solutions and uh, we do uh, tech related things for churches and ministries, streaming video, mobile apps, and uh, content management stuff, that's what we do. And even though we talk a lot about tech-related things, uh, today I guess you would say is not really that techy, is it? I don't uh, know. It's definitely church-related. So it's definitely church-related. And probably not too techy, but yeah. yeah. Let's... It might be, though. So what are we doing today? We are uh, talking with Vaughn Baker. He's our guest today. And Vaughn Baker is uh, uh, with a company. He's the president of, of a company called... Uh, strategicos or strategicos. <laughs> you said you'd mess it I up, did, and you did. That's the problem. That's perfect. S T R A T E G O S. And before we, uh, in before we were talking here on live here, we he he told me this was a Greek word, and I took two years of Greek, so I have no excuse, right, Vaughn? That's right. Strategos is a Strategos. Stratagos, yeah, I'm, I'm terrible. Well, at least I got your name right, Vaughn Baker. Usually, I uh, mess up names. So, Vaughn, Vaughn, Vaughn is uh, is a person here who does training. He does consulting. Uh, he works with uh, all sorts of uh, organizations, schools, government organizations, universities, churches, law enforcement, military professionals, and and uh, his mission is to provide uh, quality security safety and tactical training. And what we're going to talk about today, and I'm sure there's people already going, what does this have to do with church, right? Uh, one of the things we're going to talk about today is church security and and dealing with an active shooter. And uh, I've, as, if you've listened to this podcast at all, many of you know that I'm still, I do a little part-time pastoring. I was in full-time ministry for many, many years. Steve's been involved in church work for years. And so this has always been a concern for me uh, when it comes to, especially in these days and times, because of, of what's happening out there, people coming in and shooting up the place. So I've always been concerned about this. So, so Vaughn, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, you're very welcome. So, so Vaughn, uh, and again, we were just talking about this off off microphone, but you had mentioned that since 1999, violence in churches has increased by how much? Uh, 2,500, almost 2,500 percent. That's crazy. That is amazing. And and so, church violence. Now, this is not just shootings, probably, but this is includes probably anything that would fit under that category. I would guess, right? Yep. Yeah, violent crimes against persons is what we're talking about there. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so let's so so let me just set the table here. Uh, I'm a pastor, or I'm a volunteer in my church. I'm listening to this podcast, and I'm thinking, yeah, uh, we probably ought to be prepared for somebody like this. And maybe some churches have already talked about this. Uh, I know some pastors that have people in their church that have uh, that have concealed weapon permits. 
uh, and they've got some kind of a plan. But tell us a little bit about, set the table here, what is it that you do to help uh, churches, and, you know, from churches anywhere from 100 to, you know, 500 or more, tell us a little bit about how this whole thing works with your company. Well, we, no matter what phase or stage they're at in terms of preparedness for this topic, uh, whether they're just starting from scratch or whether they already have an informal security ministry and safety ministry and they're trying to professionalize it and uh, take the next step, we want to help churches, uh, first of all, figure out what uh, their needs are and let them know what is going on across the country in churches and then give them some uh, strategic uh, objectives and methods to achieve those object objectives to have a safe and secure place of worship uh, for our visitors. Hmm. So what what would be an example of a strategic objective? Well, uh, one of the first things we try, especially when we're doing consulting with churches, is we take their leadership team through a goals and objectives questionnaire and help them answer some of those questions that they already have in terms of how, what they want their security ministry to look like and and, of course, uh, part of that may be the justification piece is, is hey, maybe we're trying to sell this to an elder board or to leadership and uh, educate them on what that 25%, 100% increase, let them know what's going on. I know the last three years alone, we've set records in terms of uh, violent crimes against persons. Uh, last year, we had over 250 violent events in churches that, uh, across the country. So uh, when you think 250, that, that's a big number. Uh, however, uh, we still got to keep that in perspective and keep the main thing, the main thing and making sure that our, our safety and security ministry isn't, uh, the prime focus, but it's a support uh, function. So, uh, we help them uh, identify what those goals and objectives are. Some of those might be, uh, are they wanting to have armed versus unarmed? Uh, one of the single biggest steps a church can take is just simply educating their greeters, ushers, deacons, elders, and their leadership teams and volunteers on what suspicious activity looks like and, and then what to do if uh, they do see something suspicious. So a lot of times churches think, well, are we going to arm our, uh, if we have a security team, we have to arm them. That's not necessarily the case. Uh, if they do choose to be armed, we want to let them know the pros and cons of that, uh, the liability considerations, the insurance considerations. What what training should those folks have? You just mentioned uh, carrying concealed weapon uh people that have CCW permits in churches. And one of the things we let those folks know that is CCW training is not nearly enough training when we're talking about protecting a large group of people. Mm -hmm. uh, CCW training is, is designed to pr uh, protect yourself or your domicile. It's not designed to protect a large group of people in a crowded environment, whereas the armed protector, you're going to be asked to swim upstream. So that's an advanced skill set that requires an advanced uh, set of training. So you mentioned... Um a safety and security ministry in, in the churches that you work with, is that, is that a different set of people or is it just a different role that, that the existing leadership plays or what, what's, what kind of shape does that take? Well, that's a great question. And, you know, the first piece is, is letting people know that safety and security is everyone's responsibility, not just a, a select number of volunteers that are on the security team. It's, it's uh, all those folks that are, are there regularly at the church teaching them uh, the concept of awareness and how important that is. And then when we're talking about responders, people that respond to safety and security related events, and then identifying and properly selecting and vetting and training uh, a group of folks, uh, typically volunteers, unless you're a bigger church, then they might have a, a, a few, a couple that are on staff, but uh, how to go about that process. 
uh, it is a big process. So how do they do that step at a uh, step at a time? So uh, what? And I know you teach this, and there's, and I want to make sure before we go, and we got plenty of time here, but because uh, I know there's different resources you offer to churches. But let's just talk some real <laughs> practical things here. Uh, I mean, initially, like with the ushers and greeters that you mentioned, you know, what do what is something you would teach them to look for when it comes to suspicious activity? Well, uh, the general principle we operate off of is they know how people typically act within the worship environment within church. And everybody here has that God-given gift uh, built into them, uh, and we call that gift the spidey sense. And you, you, everybody has that built into them. However, what happens with most people is they ignore it or they rationalize that gut feeling away, that feeling that something isn't just right. So the first thing we focus on is awareness and paying attention to that when that spidey sense goes off. And then the second is, is once we do identify behavior that is out of the ordinary, and the reason we focus on behavior is because almost all bad acts are preceded by bad body language and bad behavior. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we teach people what some of those body language indicators are. Uh, one, uh, one of those body language indicators would be somebody who's self-isolated and nervous. Uh, maybe they're trying to keep from somebody approaching them, or they come in after the service begins. Uh, That's what I do all the time, though. (laughs) Well, and usually people that show up later just because the music's too loud, isn't it? I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to. But, but yeah, that's a good point. So go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, that's okay. That's okay. And some of those other body language indicators, especially for people that are armed, is uh, somebody when you go out to uh, maybe you shake their hand. And a typical handshake in church a lot of times is you shake the hand with your, your dominant hand, and then your opposite hand maybe touches their elbow. If you feel their elbow drop like they're trying to protect an area where a weapon might be concealed, or if they blade their body as you're approaching them, uh, some subtle body language indicators, or when you shake their hand, you feel their hands uh, unusually sweaty, maybe that would be an indication that they're nervous. So uh, none of those indicators by themselves are are red flags by themselves, but when you start putting some of those indicators together and train them together, then you start to paint a picture of maybe what a person's future intentions are. Mm. So let's uh, let's take this to the next step here. Let's say, you know, I've been trained and uh, and I recognize that somebody's just you know acting very strangely. They're either you know did the shift their body and, and, and there's a gun sticking out of their pants or yeah something. or something like that. And I'm the you know I'm a say I'm a middle aged woman greeter out front. Um, what's my next step? Well, that's a great uh, great question. Uh, you know, and that's what we say. Your response, if you do become aware that somebody may be armed, is first of all uh, realizing that uh, there are people that are armed that are good guys uh, that maybe have a CCW permit. Maybe they just didn't do a very good job concealing their weapon. So, not automatically jumping uh, to the assumption that this is a bad guy. But uh, what your response is going to be is depending on what your uh, job is. If you're an usher or greeter, your your response is simply. Uh, going to be to disengage, uh, not abruptly, but very naturally, and then go tell somebody in leadership or somebody on the security team that you've become aware uh, that somebody's armed. Uh, an example of this would be a mega church in Memphis uh, had this happen last e- uh, year ago, Easter, where a female greeter became aware uh, that, a, that a guy was armed and she notified uh, security. And uh, she, also, he was acting suspiciously. Security approached him and uh, shook hands with him and got to know, know him. And uh, he had a backpack as well. And then uh, when they asked him if they could look in his backpack, they found a uh, long rifle that had been disassembled 
ready for quick assembly, along with 400 rounds of ammunition. And by the way, he was asking for where the balcony was, how to get to the balcony. So uh, <laughs> that, would, be an, that would be an example of, of where uh, awareness from an usher's point of view really paid off. Boy, no kidding. So, so uh, I assume the step after that, you know, would be you're calling the police and trying to detain this guy, or definitely don't show him to the balcony. I would assume, right? <laughs> no, no, you wouldn't show him the balcony. Security or or pastoral leadership is going to uh, stay in close contact with him and and uh, say, well, listen, uh, we need to step over here or step back into this office, and we're going to talk about this. It turned out that that person there uh, ha- had a lot of mental problems and. And we don't know for sure what they're what they were going to do, but it, it sure had a lot of signs of uh, they were up to up to no good for sure. So, uh, really, uh, what the next step is try to isolate that person and keep them under control until we get uh, police there. Right. So I was looking at some of uh, some of your material uh, before we did this interview, and you've got some terminology, uh, some phrases called lockout, takeout, get out. Uh, would those apply to a church situation? And can you explain what those mean? Yeah, that's a that's what we call our three-out intruder response model, and that'd be for an active, active shooter type situation. And that's what we're going to train uh, volunteer staff, ushers, greeters, deacons, elders, and, and our children's volunteers especially. And we're going to teach them how to do a lockout. And we do that based on that three-out response model, lockout, get-out, take-out. Uh, you know, that model is a nonlinear approach model meaning you could have to go to any one of those outs as your first out. And what's that, what's that going to depend on is based on your location in relation to the threat is what's going to determine which of those outs you're going to use. So, so what, are the, what are the three outs? I mean, there's lockout, lockout. Out, get out. What are, how do you define them? Well, lockout is where uh, we're not in, uh, we can't see the threat. Maybe we hear shots. Maybe we hear screams. We can't see the threat. And we're in a room that can be locked out. We're going to get that room secured, and then we're going to lock a layer and reinforce that room and barricade it to keep somebody from getting in there. Now, get out would be appropriate if we're in an area that can't be locked down. Maybe it's an open lobby area, a foyer area, uh, we, but we are going to get out of that area, and we're either going to get out of the building altogether. Uh, that would be a case where you can see the threat. The threat's still a ways away. We're going to get out of the area we're at, either to an area we can lock out, or we're going to get out of all the building uh, altogether and head as far away from the building as we can. And then, of course, takeout, uh, that's pretty self-explanatory that uh, when we don't have any other choice, we can't fight, by, or I'm, I'm sorry, we, uh, we can't lock out, we can't get out because the threat is right out very close to us, uh, then it's time to fight, and it's time to fight back. And so that's what we talk about, uh, takeout, where that, uh, when that's appropriate as a last resort. All right. So I would assume that, that if you have an opportunity to get out, you're going to want to do that before you would consider locking out, right? Not, not necessarily, because what happens is, uh, and this is where run, hide, fight has kind of got some fallacies to it. The run, hide, fight uh, response model that FEMA puts out is a linear approach. That means you're going to run or get out, like you said, as your first option. If you cannot see where the threat is and you hear shots inside of a building, very, very difficult to tell where the shots are coming from because that sound is bouncing off all the right-angled walls. And when we've tested it with hundreds and hundreds of people in scenarios, we have found that almost half of the people actually run towards the shots. Because they, they think they're running away from the shots, but because that sound is echoing, they actually run towards the threat, which is uh, obviously not what you want. So, again, we keep it nonlinear versus, and if you're in a room that can be locked out, that probably, and especially if you got a group of kids that aren't very mobile, it's going to be hard to get those kids moved from point A to point B and just get out of the building altogether and do it quickly. So you may 
end up getting caught in no man's land. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So um, at my home church, we have uh, we hired a uh, off-duty sheriff's department officer that kind of hangs around all our services now. I think he did it for a week or two. She's probably been a year ago. And I've noticed we've retained that guy. Um, is that a, another solution that churches are looking to? Or what's, what's your thoughts on that? Sure. If, if, if you don't have the fiscal limitations, that's definitely an option. And I will say uh, that can be a good option as long as you get the right person. What happens with some off-duty officers, and I can speak to, with experience to this. I've got 20 years law enforcement experience. They, uh, they work an off-duty job at a church, and they, and they get under the false assumption that nothing will ever happen. And so they become fairly lackadaisical because this is what they do 40 hours a week, and this is just another few hours, and I'm going to have to be in a church. Nothing ever happens in a church, and sometimes they can become lackadaisical. So that's what, uh, one of the things that we have to be, uh, be sure doesn't happen. Uh, having trained volunteers uh, sometimes can be as good or more because they have ownership of that ministry, and this is their home church. And, uh, and they want, and they, since they don't do this every day, they become very aware and very vigilant uh, when they are on duty as security. Right. I think one of the other benefits of having a you know a uniformed off-duty guy is I'm coming in there to cause trouble with a concealed weapon. I see a an off-duty police officer. I'm probably going to go to this church down the street. Uh, that doesn't have one. That doesn't have the yeah. Would, would you say yeah, that's it, true? Uh, yeah, it's a visual. It is a visual deterrent, and you know some, some a lot of churches will hire off-duty officers to help them direct traffic, getting people in and out of the parking lot, uh, having the, the marked police car there with that off-duty officer uh, that's present as people are driving in. That does become a very good visual deterrent, mm-hmm. and it can be a it, it can go the other way as well. That could be a visual deterrent for you know this you know lady and her family coming and it's like, why do we have police officers hanging around? <laughs> Is there some trouble going on down here yeah. at this church? I'm just visiting for the first time. Yeah, that could be the case. Yeah, yeah. it's like I'm not bringing my kids back here. They've got cops swarming. <laughs> sure. So, so, uh, so Vaughn, and and uh, we're talking to Vaughn Baker here. Uh, your website is intruderresponse.com, and and obviously, you know, your your part of your mission is is to provide churches and faith based organizations with uh, different tools, different, different things to equip them with. Uh, what, what do you have to offer people? I mean, I, you, you'll actually come out in some cases and hold seminars, right? Yeah, well, a church can host a seminar. We have seven different courses for church security, uh, depending on who the audience is, whether it's ushers, greeters, deacons, elders. But we actually have a course that's designed specifically for leadership personnel on how to put together uh, a, a good, solid, written safety and security plan also, things to consider for how we're going to do personnel selection, how we're going to do background checks on personnel, uh, liability considerations, different policies, how you're going to write your policies, what policies should you have in your security manual, uh, that leadership course. And then we have several courses that are designed specifically for security personnel and volunteers, and that would be anything from uh, unarmed uh, control tactics, defensive tactics, all the way up to uh, less lethal, where we, uh, we have a, actually have a two-day taser course. Uh, we don't recommend pepper spray in crowded environments because you get a large collateral effect. So mm-hmm. we rec- recommend uh, tracer training as an alternative, and then, and then training all the way up to how to uh, take a lethal response uh, and do it effectively. Uh, if God forbid you had to be put in that position uh, with a, with a sidearm. 
So uh, can people, what, what are some of the avenues people, uh, church leaders, can, can use to get this material? I mean, you know, you can come out, can they, can they uh, purchase things online from you? Are there video courses? You know, uh, I'm just thinking we have different listeners here from all sorts of sh- shapes and sizes of church, yeah. you know. Or you could live stream the, the yeah. seminars as well. Yeah, you could live stream. That's what we do. Well, we'll talk to you about that later. But uh, <laughs> okay. But but yeah, I mean, are there other what 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 are some of the ways people can get can get access to material from you? Yeah, we we can come out and do a specific consult. We have a firm foundation consult where we'll come out and spend a weekend with the church helping them uh, lay that firm foundation in terms of getting started. Uh, and then uh, and we can they can host a course uh, for hosting a course. You get free slots. Uh, to attend the course, or you, we do have a video-based learning, uh, e-learning, learning management system course for the Usher Greeter course is, is specifically that, or they can purchase that same course on a DVD or USB uh, for their staff and volunteers as well. It just depends on uh, what format, and uh, I really like your live streaming idea as well, so I definitely want to talk to you about that. Yeah, we should talk about that. Yeah. Uh, all right, so the website is intruderresponse.com. I want to make sure everybody gets that, and from there they can... They can uh, browse around there, and they can see different uh, different things that you offer, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, uh, just click on uh, church courses, and, and then there's a calendar there. We're going to do over 100 uh, one- to four-day courses uh, this in 2017 this year. So we're we're somewhere every weekend doing uh, three different locations, three or four different locations each weekend, it seems like. Yeah, wow. Uh, you guys are getting out and about. So uh, we, we, we do have a few more minutes here. So, so – Again, the, the best advice you could give somebody listening to this podcast that's concerned about security in their church would be would be what? What would be the best starting advice? I mean, organize a plan, uh, you know, make sure everybody's got M, M16s. I mean, what, you know, what would you advise people to do? Well, right first of all, is identify the philosophy. We really feel like that's critical. Uh, the philosophy that we recommend is, first is, uh, we identify uh, the core mission of your ministry. We base all of our programs on Matthew 10, 16, which says, Behold, send you out a sheep amongst wolves, therefore be as wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Basically, that verse tells us uh, that the wolves, if the wolves are the bad guy, the sheep are the congregation visitors, so we got to have some sheep, dogs, or shepherds to protect folks. And we do that in a way that doesn't compromise the core mission. Generally speaking, we define the core mission is to provide, for most ministries is to provide an atmosphere of comfort, refuge, worship, and learning. Of course, sharing the gospel. Uh, once you do that and identify your core mission, then we need to understand that safety and security, we, that all the decisions we make safety and security-wise do not compromise the core mission. So that kind of gets back to what you were just saying. What we're not going to do is put guys with belt-fed machine guns and camouflage at all the doors because that would, camp, that would uh, compromise the core mission. <laughs> so how do we accomplish safety and security without doing that? That's really the philosophy on uh, what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. You mentioned, uh, and I'm not sure I've heard a reference before, but having a, a security manual at the church. Does your church have it? Do you, are you familiar my with church, that? My church? Yeah. We don't have a security manual. No. Yeah. I think I, it's I'm just run sure for the hills, we, I think. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that sounds like a really good idea, just kind of you know, as a one of the first steps, kind of putting together what happens in a, you know. Yeah, what if scenario. Yeah, sit there and think through it, kind of like, you know, doing your, what's the escape route out of your house if you're going to have a fire and yeah. Kind of putting some yeah. thought, advanced thought in place for rather than just you know getting caught unaware. Well, and and after you take action, if God forbid you have to take action, you're of course going to get accused of a subjective response, 
And what we the purpose of that written manual is to say, no, we didn't have a subjective response. We had an objective response based on this policy manual and based on training that we've given our folks. So from a liability perspective, that really helps you uh, not only train your folks the right way and have consistency, but protect yourself uh, if, God forbid, you have to take action. Yeah, I, I think that's good. That's absolutely. I, I I actually know pastors or have known pastors that that uh, will be up in front of people and maybe there's been a a threat or something and they, and they carry they carry a concealed weapon and I've always told them and I've gone through training for concealed weapon stuff you know years ago but I've always said uh, you know what are you going to do you're going to pull out a gun and you're standing in front of two or 300 people, <laughs> you know, I mean, the chances are not good. You know, that, I mean, the, I mean, the chances are you're going to hit somebody that maybe you don't want to hit right. and it could open up all sorts of doors to tragedy, you know? Right. It was, uh, it reminds me of when, uh, I guess it's been a few years now that, uh, Gabrielle Giffords was shot yeah, here. How yeah. long ago was that? That was six years ago. Six. Oh, okay. Something anyway, like that. the, that was a maybe seven Saturday, I believe Saturday morning. Yes. Yeah. So the following morning, I'm actually meeting with our, or maybe that evening meeting with our, um, you know, leadership team. We have a pre-meeting before the yeah, service. I was there. Yeah. You were there. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, you were probably, and they were, uh, we, they talked about that the sheriff's office had called and said, just be on the alert. And there was like eight of us there, and um, you know, one of the guys goes, "Don't worry, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm carrying." And it was one of the guys that, and then there's like eight of us in the circle, and like six of them uh, let everyone else know, "Yes, I am carrying too," and so we'll be okay. But that's really kind of reckless if you think about it, because we didn't have a right. a security manual, we didn't have a plan. It was just yeah. just to and, your point as well. And somebody on the leadership team brought that up. <clears throat> Oh, that, that was you. Be, that would be me, but we never got anywhere in that. But anyhow, <laughs> uh, Vaughn, thank you so much for spending. We're out of time here. We're talking with Vaughn Baker, and uh, I do appreciate your time here. Steve and I do, and, and I think what you're doing is great because I, I really do, as I said at the beginning, I think this is very really important. So Church Security and Active Shooter Training. And again, I want to repeat your website, Intruder Response, all one word, intruderresponse.com is the place to go. And I'd certainly encourage you to our listeners to take a look at that website and and look at some of the stuff that that they've got on there because I think it would be very helpful to to their ministry. So, all right. So, Vaughn, thank you so much. Thank you, Phil. And uh, I'd I'd also just like to wrap up by if people do come to our courses, uh, we hope everything they learn is a waste of time and they never need it. But <laughs> right. uh, that's one of the things we say. Uh, I guess the last thing I'd like to say, Phil, is. Uh, I'd like I'd like you to take another stab at the company name. I'd just like to hear that for entertainment. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Strategic, uh, <laughs> uh, strategic, right? Or something like that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. What oh, uh, you did it so well in the pre-recording. I know. I'm you did it perfectly. It's I'm, just this pressure with this yeah, microphone. Well, you know, it's, I guess it is. I don't know. I've never felt that way before, but maybe so. Uh, it's just the brain issues. All right. So we're out of time, folks. Uh, if you want to give us some input on this, you can send us an email, support at streamingchurch.tv, uh, and we'll actually pass on, if you have some, uh, if you want to give some some information or some thoughts, share your thoughts with Von Baker, uh, you know, you can go to his website, uh, which is uh, Intruder 
Response.com, or you can just send us an email, support at streamingchurch.tv. We always want to hear your feedback on these podcasts, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. So uh, we are out of time uh, for uh, Mr. Baker and uh, Mr. Lacey across the table. I'm Phil Thompson, and we will catch you next time on another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Take care. <music>